verse number 12. I believe that God is going to do everything he's, he said he's going to do in his people. I believe that you are a chosen generation. I believe that you all are a royal priesthood. That you are chosen to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable unto God through Christ and by Christ Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, you're a nation. You're not a part of a church. You're, you're a part, you are, you are conceiving a nation. Princes and kings are in your loins. Philippians chapter 1, verse number 12. <clears throat> um, this is very, very profound statements made by, by Paul. It says, but I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. So that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all of the places. God, thank you. There's a good spirit of the Lord in here. Uh, verse 14, and, and many of the brethren in the Lord waxing confident by my bonds I'm much more bold to speak the word without fear powerful uh, thank you Jesus um, verse 20 according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed should be ashamed but with all boldness as always so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body whether it be, whether it be by life or by death go to verse 27 thank you Jesus I'm just, I, I want to let you know something. I'm not crying because I'm sad that God is good. God is good. And he'll touch you in a way where you ain't got to fight no more. He'll touch you in a way where you, he'll, he'll give you something that, that the world can't give you. Thank you, Jesus. He'll give you who you really are back. The devil didn't steal our house. He stole our identity. Uh, verse 27. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 27, only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that you, ye stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Verse 28, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. Verse 29, very key verse. For unto you it is given in behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Father, we just thank you and we bless you for the word of God being spoken today in clarity to the degree that our lives would be transformed by the power of the presence of your spirit. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. And all of God's people said amen. We, we thank God today. And, and, I, and I certainly, certainly bless him. Um, I, I'm, I've been in this thing with identity and understanding identity is only accessed through hope. And hope is calling those things that be not as though they were. So I'm able now to access my original identity, who I was before I was born. Because I was born in sin and shaping in iniquity, but before I was born, I were in God. Amen? And so now I have to get back to who I was in God before I was born into the world. We're talking about original identity or the uncreated life that God has placed inside of me when he breathed in, in, in humanity the breath of life. Amen. And, and with that, I believe that we have to deal with some of the characteristics of who we are. Amen. I believe so many times we don't get, we never get back what the enemy stole because we have a hard time identifying exactly what he took. Amen. Do you understand the enemy don't mind you, mind giving you back what he took as long as it really wasn't what he doesn't want you to have. He'll take your job and give you another job. He ain't got a problem with that. He'll take your car and give you another car. He ain't got another a problem with that. But he never wants you to ever understand that what he really stole from us in the second chapter of Genesis was our identity. He do, he'll, he don't, he'll give anything back but that because you ain't going to keep none of the other stuff you get back anyway. But your identity is yours for eternity. Amen. And, and so I'm, I'm going to deal with Genesis a little bit and work my way back to Philippians. I, I, I would suggest to you that it's so key that we understand the power of three words. The power of the three words that we need to understand and I'm going to deal with extensively is let there be. Amen. Amen. If there's three words that ring out like a, a, a microphone in the first chapter of Genesis is let there be. It reveals so many things about God, which reveals so many things about us because we were created in God's image. Let there be. God says in verse three of Genesis one, let there be light. And there was light. In verse 6, 
God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And it was in verse 14. God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day. What from the night? Then now you got the let there be. You got the let there be. You got the let there be. But then you get to verse 26 and God says, let us. There's a shift now in the, the manner in which the conversation is being released out of let there be, let there be, let there be. But then God says, let us, let us make man in our image and likeness. Can I help you understand something? All of the fathers let there be was because of the power of let us. The let us helps us understand why he could say let there be. I'm going to help you. I'm gonna, you you going to understand this in a minute. I'm going to say that again. All of the fathers let there be in verse 3, in verse 6, in verse 14 was because of the verse 26 let us the father the son and the holy spirit god in three persons the trinity is one god expressed in three expressions of existence uh, so now you have all of the godhead saying let there be so each let there be was followed by and there was now this is what i need you to catch anything that all of of you does you have the power to do and, and i'm gonna break it down because i we already talked about dissection we talked about dissection on on wednesday i'm gonna say anything that all of you does you have the power to do because it was let us saying let there be everything that let us said let there be was so so this is what i need y'all to understand just follow me all of god was in agreement Please hear me. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Therefore, whatever all of God did was all accomplished because all of God was in agreement to accomplish it. Everybody following what I'm saying? God's power of let there was in the reality of let us. And we're, and guess what? We're made in his image. I'm going to say this again. Anything that all of us does, we have the power to do. When our spirit, soul, and body are in agreement concerning anything, we access the power of creation. When all of me agrees, I can release created works. When spirit, soul, and body, all of us, are in agreement saying let there be I'll always see an and there was what am I talking about people of God I'm talking about singleness that's what I'm talking about I'm talking about the characteristics of God, the oneness of God the fidelity of God the singleness of God because singleness has permission to say let there be an experience and there was when there is a let us in me saying let there there be there'll always be after that uh, and there was uh, and this is what we miss it because we think the enemy is trying to divide us the enemy ain't trying to divide us the enemy is trying to divide you 
Y'all hear me? Glory be to God. The enemy does not prioritize dividing us, but dividing you within yourself. Because a divided you will always come in and, y'all hear me, and produce a divided us. Because the enemy knows the power. He knows God better than we do. He knows a let us saying let there be will always produce a and there was and so he seeks to keep all of us from ever existing in complete agreement spirit soul mind and body your spirit will know you need to pray but your mind won't agree with your spirit because of all the things going on in your mind so instead of pray you just sit there and think and why do you do that because one part of you was saying pray and the other part of you was saying worry so guess what you can't do say let there be because you can't say you can't say it out of a let us all of you is oh God, I wish I could talk up in here all of you is not in agreement see the enemy uses fear the enemy uses anxiety the enemy uses discouragement and sin to keep us divided within ourselves you sitting there trying to say we need to come together but you ain't all together there are times when you need to work and you lay in the bed your mind say get up but your body say stay in the bed there are times you know not to do what you're doing but your body makes you do it anyway there's stuff that you know you ain't got no business eating but you eat it anyway you're divided so we can't ever say let us uh, uh, let there be out of a let us because all of us ain't in agreement and I ain't talking about individually I'm talking God could say let there be because all of it was coming out of a let us Father, Son, and Holy Ghost was all in agreement. Problem is, many times our spirit, soul, and body ain't in agreement. We don't even understand that sin is actually defined as separation. You can never be one. You worry and you don't want to worry because you're not in agreement. You're mad and you want to stop being mad because you're not in agreement. You go but you want to quit every day because you're not in agreement. Amen. With the mind, I know what I need to be doing, but there's no motivation, no energy in my body to get up and do it. My mind and my body are in disagreement through a weapon called discouragement or distraction. Are there times where you wanted to stop having an attitude, but you couldn't stop having an attitude, even though you knew you needed to stop having an attitude? Glory be to God. With your mind, you knew what you needed to do, but your mouth wouldn't agree with your mind. And so you would, see, you just think it's about the argument when the devil's saying, thank you, you can never say let there be. Because only a people that can say let there be out of a let us actually have power to create something so as long as I keep you individual within your see this is what we got to understand this isn't just happening the stuff that's happening to you that's making causing you to stress out the causing you to fear have emotions you can't control do stuff that you wouldn't normally do talk in ways you wouldn't normally talk isn't just to keep you from doing what you're supposed to be doing but to keep you from being what you were created to be sin 
please hear me. Sin is the enemy's greatest weapon to keep us divided within ourselves. I know I shouldn't be doing it with my mind, but my body keeps on disagreeing with my mind and I continue with a sin in my body that I know better to be doing with my mind. It, can I get a witness of anybody who's ever been in that place before? You knew with your mind you shouldn't be doing it, but your body would continue to disagree and you would find yourself at the store. You would find yourself on the phone. You would find yourself in the club and know you ain't supposed to be there as a matter of fact why are you there you're saying I shouldn't be here but your body is disagreeing with what your mind is saying and and we actually think the enemy just wants to keep us there but he's saying thank you they can never say let there be they'll never be like daddy like that I'm just trying to keep them from being like daddy amen no watch this I want to show you something would you put up that slide for me it's actually in the Bible. That's what sin does. Sin and lust has works to keep us from ever saying let there be out of a let us. We're never in agreement. I'll go, but then I'm sitting there mad. You still ain't in agreement. I'll give, but then I'm fussing about the money I gave. You still ain't in agreement. I'll serve, but I ain't want to. You still ain't in agreement. Even when you do it, if all of you ain't in agreement, yeah, you did it. And thank God for that. You need to, to learn how to obey even when you don't want to do it. But then there has to be another level that eventually you get through where all of you surrenders, uh, mind, body, soul, and spirit to what you, I made myself go to work. There has to come a day when you go to a job that you really don't like uh, and all of you is in agreement. God, if you got me here, I'm going to do everything you told me to do and I'm not leaving until you tell me to leave. I'm not going to. See, until you're in agreement, you are susceptible to sin because you can't be single. Seriously. I don't want to want this other woman, but I want this other woman. My flesh ain't in agreement with my mind. See, you better be very, very careful before you jump into a commitment and you can't, you're not in agreement with all of yourself. You got to be in agreement with all of yourself before you step into a commitment because you'll find yourself having a reputation of a lack of something called loyalty. Amen. Watch this. Romans chapter 7, verse 15, Paul deals with this individual. Now, keep in mind, what Romans 7, 15 is describing is not the sinner. Right. Romans 7 is describing the churchgoer. Y'all know that, right? He is not describing the person that can, that's out there living, ain't going to church, ain't doing right. We always equate. The Bible is not for the folk who could care less about God. The whole Bible is written to the people who say they know him. Right. Romans chapter seven, verse number 15. For what I am doing, I do not under. 
stand. I know this is somebody's testimony. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not do, I do what? There's a part of me that agrees with the truth. But then there's another part of me that disagrees with the part of me that agrees. Look at this. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in what? For I know that in me that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. I know I'm supposed to be praying, but I always end up sitting in front of the TV. I know I'm supposed to be seeking his word, but I always end up talking on the phone to folk who I ain't even got no business talking to. The stuff I know not to do, that's what I end up practicing. I'm in disagreement in myself we always talk about division in the church won't nobody get along it ain't got nothing to do with folk getting along. once you are actually in agreement with yourself me and you can actually agree amen so watch this go go on is it another slide that I have you go to verse 25 okay great now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that does what? Dwells in me. Amen? I got, I got a squatter in my temple. I got somebody housed who ain't paying rent. I'm doing something I know I ain't supposed to be doing. Amen? But I keep on doing it because there's something living in me that I did not invite. I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God. According, evil is always present when you want to do good. Y'all see, did y'all read that? You got to start reading the word and beholding. Evil is always, I just want to do good. It ain't about wanting to do good. It's about beholding the one who is good and becoming good like him. Because there is none good but God. You ain't got to try to be good. Just behold the God that is good. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. I'm, I'm operating under two laws in one body. Every time, preacher, you preach, you shouldn't shack up. I'm the first one to say amen. Because I know it's right. But then I go home with my body. Glory be to God. And do the exact thing that I know I said amen to. Because I'm two people at one time. I am divided. And a house divided can't. Y'all don't want to talk to me. A house divided can't stand. That's why you can't stand when he calls. Because you're a house divided. That's why you can't stand when you see the liquor. Because you're a house divided. That's why you can't stand when you know you shouldn't be doing it. Because you're not in agreement. It's oneness. That's what sin does. It brings us into disagreement. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I'm, a, I'm about to stop being divided. What's this? I, 
I want to do one thing, but I keep doing another. I'm in disagreement. I want to talk one way, but I keep talking another way. I'm in disagreement. Come on. With the mind, I serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin, I'm divided within myself. Do you understand the devil don't have to, to attack you when you're divided? He can just wait to watch you fall. I was doing good and the devil came in. He ain't got to come in because he knows the principle. A house divided will always. He can't stand. You, you can sit up there and act like you're going to live right. I'm going to live right. I ain't going back. It don't matter. You're still a house divided. You ain't going to stand but for so long. So I'm, this is our issue and why we can't go back to our original DNA, Genesis 1. God wants us to go back to the place where we can say let there be out of a let us. And I'm not talking about a group of people. I'm talking about all of me in agreement. I'm one person that just can't be one person. How many people in the church are one person that just can't be one person? When I'm mad, I just get away from folk. Because if you talk to me when I'm mad, I'm liable to go off to you. Why? Because obviously you ain't just one person. When you're mad, you're another person. When I'm stressed out, I just go off if you keep on talking. Would you just stop talking to me like that? Why would you do that? Because you're, obviously you're more than, we've allowed emotions to give us an excuse for being schizophrenic. I'm having a bad, no, that's, that's not a bad day. That's schizophrenia. That's bipolarism. That means you just can't be one person. And as long as you can't, as long as me and you are defined by this world and we can't be one person, then we can never operate in our DNA where we say, let there be out of a, out of a let us. And that's what God is after. Why do you think you keep on putting in the situation that you're made mad so you can learn how to be the same person when you're mad? Why do you keep think you keep on going through the situation that stresses you and you and then you just go off and do it because you have to now learn how to become the same person while you stress now. Because God is more concerned about you being who you originally created to be than you being comfortable. I guarantee you would love me and you would love the privilege of let there be more than being comfortable. Look at your neighbor tell your neighbor, I'm about to be one person at all times. See, you can't mess with it. When you're one person at all times, you got a poker face. You don't know if I'm mad or happy. You don't know if I'm going through or not. You don't know if I got, you ain't got no, you have no clue what's going on in my life because I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I magnify him. The peace that surpasses all understanding guards my heart and my mind. I'm one person at all times. And that's what God is bringing us back to. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. Is one God. And you shall worship. How can you worship one God and you three different people? There's always two other parts of you that don't want to worship. I wish I could get a witness up in here. Y'all sitting there acting like I'm talking Chinese right now and you'll sit up in them pews with your arms crossed because there's two other people besides the one that came to church. <laughs> so they act like you don't know what I'm talking You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the you that comes that's going to come next Sunday that had a bad work week. 
<laughs> that you. Yeah. Amen. Right? Look at it. Luke chapter 11, verse 34. Watch this. Luke chapter 11, verse 34. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Can you imagine how blessed our marriages are going to be as we enter into this oneness thing? Can you imagine how blessed our children are going to be when we enter into this oneness thing? So they know when they're mad, they can still be cool. So they know when there's a big conflict in front of them, they can still walk in the confidence of God. Look at this. Singleness has permission to say, let there be an experience. And there was Luke 11, verse 34. Look at this. It says what? The light of the body is what? The eye. Therefore, when thine eye is what? The whole body is full of light. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thy eye is single, Thy whole body is full of light. Follow it. And God said, let there be light. And Jesus said, let your light so shine before men. Amen. What is light? Light. A part of light, a part of the definition of light is the authority to say, let there be and know there will be and, uh, and there was that follows it. But only those who are single are full of this light. Amen. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when the eye is what? Single. The whole body is full of light. You understand what the word let there be actually translates? I want to share that with you. Let there be. That three-word phrase is actually one word in Hebrew. The Hebrew word for that three-word phrase, let there be, is haya. H-A-Y-A-H. Haya. Let there be. Haya. Let there be. Anybody who's ever operated in a tongue knows at some point you tap into a higher. There's always that because, because God is constantly, even through the intervention of the spirit, trying to bring us back to where we understand our authority to say, let there be. Higher. Let there be higher. When God says, let there be, that word higher means was. God, that's so powerful. Let there be means was. It means come to pass. It means came. It means has been. It means were happened. Yeah. Amen. Let there be higher means was, come to pass, came, has been, were happened. When God says let there be out of a let us existence. I'm going to say that again. When God says let there be out of a let us existence, he's actually saying was. Because his let there be out of a let us existence is so powerful, it already was before he finishes saying let. 
He's actually saying was when he said let there be. It, it already happened before I finished saying let there be. Now this is the key. Let us make man, God, in our image. Y'all missing it because we're connecting. As we behold as in a mirror, the glory of God will change into the same image by the spirit of God. Can I teach you something? Jesus is the atonement. Everybody say atonement. Come on, you got to break down that word at one mint. At one mint. We're meant to function as one. Jesus is our atonement. He brings us back into agreement at every level of our existence, spirit, soul, mind, and body, so we can begin saying, let there be out of a let us existence. Everybody follow what I'm saying? Understanding when I say let there be out of a let us existence, there must be followed with a and there was. See, we got to stop asking God to change and start saying, let there be. Let there be a prayer life filled in the hearts of my children, understanding when the let us existence speaks a let there be prayer life over my child. There has to be followed why, and there was. Oh, oh glory. All you got to do is show up in the bedroom and say, let there be a prayer life. Start waking them up at four in the morning bring him to his knees bring him in the tongues and there let there be an outpouring of the spirit of God on my spouse God fix him God change him God fix her God change her no let there be let there be an outpouring of the spirit out of a let us existence and there was you all oh, glory be to God there is going to be a shift because God said I don't want you to fight it I want you to create something that supersedes it he, uh, he did not fight the darkness he created something that superseded the darkness and the world was void and dark and without form and the spirit of the Lord brooded and God said he ain't fight the darkness he just created something greater than the darkness let there be stop trying to fight it and create something greater Create something greater. Singleness. Singleness has permission to say, let there be an experience. That, and there was. When all of me agrees, I can release creation. When all of me agrees, I can release creation. Let there be. Everybody say hiya. Also means came. When God says, let there be, he's saying, came. Because his let there be is spoken out of a let us existence. It already came before he finishes saying let. Let us make man, come on, I'm going to take it, in our image and in our likeness. Let there be a breakthrough in my family's life. 
Glory be that. Once I say that out of a letter, I'm, I'm not worried about Uncle Mike, what he doing. My, 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 my son, I don't know where he's at all the time, but I'm not going to let that take me out of who I am individually. My soul ain't going to be over here. My spirit and my body over here. I'm going to stay one. So instead of me trying to figure out what I'm going to do, I'm going to create something that shifts the atmosphere and the lifestyle of my family. Let there be a breakthrough in Mike's life uh, while he's on the street corner with crack in his pocket. Uh, while he is still toting a nine uh, millimeter. Uh, let there be a breakthrough in Mike's life uh, right there on the corner. God, he won't never go to church with me. Uh, well, I ain't worried about him going to church to me. I'm going to speak a let there be on the street corner. I want to break through the breakout in Mike's life on the street corner because he won't come to church with me because that's my DNA and there we keep on trying to figure out how to fix it instead of create something that that causes what was to be nullified by the power of what I spoke look at your neighbor tell your neighbor let there be out of a let us existence Let there be a desire for God in my heart. God, give me a heart that, that wants you. Give me a heart that will read. Give me a heart to let there be. And I guarantee you there will be an and there was. See, a lot of people don't understand it. Amen. But, but God, the Bible says, let there do this, let there be that, let there do this, let there be that. And we think that. God said those things and immediately they popped up seven days. But our problem is we don't understand a day is like a thousand years to the Lord. And a thousand years is like a day. So when he said, let there be light and there was light, that don't mean it popped immediately. What that mean was what he said, he could walk away even if it stayed dark. Because he understood what he said. Oh, glory be to God. Stop trying to speak in people's lives and follow them around to see them change. Just say, let there be and walk away. Because you understand what you said is going to come to pass. Because of the let there be. Because of a let us existence that I walk in. Son, you might think you're going to be a rapper. But I already said, let there be a prophet. Girl, you think you're going to be a model. But I already said, let there be a prophetess. I ain't got to follow you around. I ain't got to figure out where you at. I can walk away. Knowing that there's a and there was. Come on, somebody say, and there was. Come on, and there was. Come on, and there was. 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 Do you understand that Jesus is still resting? How can you rest in all the world? It's in all the turmoil. Jesus got to come back soon. It's getting so bad. Newsflash, he ain't coming back tonight. And he ain't coming back tomorrow night. He's still sitting on the right hand of the Father. Waiting until all of his enemies be made his footstool. Because he already said what's going to happen. And he's just waiting on the end there was. Once we begin 
to understand our identity, we can begin to speak and walk, knowing that the end there was will manifest. Amen? We were created to release life out of oneness. Now, this is the key. We were created to release life out of oneness, but we enter into singleness, guess how? Through suffering. I'm going to say that again. We enter into singleness through suffering. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Look at this now. Philippians chapter 1, verse number 12. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I think what happens sometimes is God tests us. We all try to figure out what to do to fix it instead of going lay hands and say, let there be. I'm trying to figure out who, who understands the moment you hear it, you have it. Who's just going to go lay hands and say, peace in your spirit, young man? Glory to God. Who's going to let there be? Sometimes God tests us right up front to see if we're going to move in the operation. Ain't no distraction. Ain't no fighting. Ain't no trying to figure out. God then already gave us the formula. Look at this. The moment you ain't got to work your way to it. You ain't got to go to a university. You ain't got to get you ain't got to get a B.A. in let there be. You heard it. Glory be to God. And if you believed it. What's this? Philippians chapter one, verse number 12. We enter into singleness through suffering. That's why many of us are never single. Because you can never be single until you suffer through something that took away your singleness until you learn how not to allow it to take away your singleness anymore. Right. Amen? Amen? You can never know if you're single or not until you suffer. I always praise God. I look at, I watch the young believers. I watch them, the ones that just freshly get it. I'm going to always bless them. I don't know what's wrong with folks. They be sitting on God. I'm going to always bless them. And the old folks will tell you, keep living. Keep living. You think you're just the ultimate praiser. God is going to send you through a fire. Because you don't praise, you, don't, you ain't praising them like you think you will. Glory be to God. God is going to take you through something to show you all the parts of you that ain't one. So through that suffering, at some point you enter into singleness because he's trying to bring you back to an identity where you can say, let there be. We enter into singleness through suffering. That's why we can't faint. That's why we can't shun suffering. Amen? But that don't mean be slack. See, some of us, suffering ain't me suffering because I'm lazy. And God told me I was going to suffer. I'm waiting on, me to, waiting on them to, to, to approve my check, but I'm healthy enough to go get a job. That ain't the type of suffering we're talking about. Amen? No, you can get up and work. Philippians chapter 1, verse 12. Watch this. But I would you should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me, this is so powerful, have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the what? Verse 13. So that my bonds, Paul is in prison, locked up, 
mistreated, uh, mistrialed, and accused of breaking laws he never broke. Accused of being a criminal, he's not. But look what he says. How many of you, if you went to a job and did everything right, and one of your coworkers lied on you, and got you fired, and as a result, you lost your house, your car, and all of the things you were paying for, what are you going to say? God, this ain't right. When you going to come? When you going to? But Paul understood my suffering is for somebody else's singleness. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Glory be to God. I have an assignment on my suffering beyond my own suffering. This is what he's trying to help us to understand in this. And this is what we got to get to. We got to graduate beyond God delivering me from something that really ain't killing me. I'm just uncomfortable in it. You really ain't dying. It just ain't your choice. Amen. So verse 13. So that... My bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace that in, and in all other places. Look at this. And many of the brethren in the Lord waxing confident by what? My bonds are much more bold to speak the word. Y'all see that? Without fear. I need y'all to catch that. Look, somebody say suffering, suffering. Produces, produces singleness. Paul says, my bonds have a divine assignment to further the gospel in your life. God Almighty. Paul was saying what looks like a natural crisis is ordained by God to build other believers' confidence because they're waxing confident by my bonds. See, God trusts mature believers with bonds for the sake of releasing belief in others to speak the word of God without fear while in fearful circumstances. Sometimes what I'm being talked about for your sake, sometimes I'm being left for your sake. Sometimes I'm being turned over to an attack of the enemy and it ain't for me. God, we don't want to hear that, do you? Well, I got to suffer for them. In other words, God is going to place suffering in your life that has nothing to do with anything you did wrong. But to help somebody else believe when they have to go through it. The only reason why you're going through it is because you can sing while you... I'm about to help you in a minute. The only reason why you're going through it is because you can walk on the word while you go through it. And there's somebody that God is going to bring that through a year from now. And you're saying, God, why me? Why is this happening to me? Because I placed somebody in your life that I know if they went through it before they saw you go through it, they would die. They would commit suicide. They would throw in the towel. They would walk away from the church. So I'm I'm going to give you their suffering before they suffer so you can show them how to be victorious while you're going through what you're going through. My bonds are for your belief. What happens when I'm crying so I can teach you how to praise them while you're crying? What, what happens? What happens when I'm talked about so I can teach you how to stay focused on him while folks are talking about you? What happens? What happens when the pain in my body is to teach you you can still come to church with pain in your body? What happens when my suffering is for your sake?
So that's why you've been there longer than normal because you ain't done what's necessary to keep them when they watch you handle it. You ain't handled it like God gave you grace to handle it yet. You know stuff that your coworkers don't know. Why are you going to talk about your manager like him? You're supposed to be the one that got the word of Romans 13. All authority is given by God. So we ain't going to talk about boss. We just going to, oh, y'all know what to talk. You know better. So God, God, y'all mind see. God uses our crisis to build other believers' confidence. In other words, watch this. God will give us an assignment to bonds to produce belief in other believers. Confidence, come on, it all connects, is summed up in one word. Confidence is summed up in one word. Confidence is summed up in one word, belief. Belief functions through hope. Calling those things that be not as though they were. I ain't preaching nothing. Waxing confident by my bonds, they speak the word of God without fear. We have the same spirit of faith. I'm all in what we've been preaching. According as it is written, I believe, therefore I speak and therefore we believe and we also speak see because you saw me go through financial bonds y'all ain't hear me you saw me go through financial bonds you knew stuff was getting cut off you knew I got laid off you knew I had to borrow more money than I could afford to give back but in the midst of that you heard me say I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread you heard me say I'm the head and not the tail and above only and not beneath until God turned it around and so now when you get laid off y'all ain't hear what I'm saying and when your stuff gets cut off because you saw me speak it while I was in it you speak it while I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread you can speak the word of God without fear because you saw somebody suffer the same thing and speak their way out of it. I need some people that God can trust with a trial. I need some people that God can trust with a suffering. What if the only reason why you're suffering from that is because when your co-worker suffers from it next year, they'll commit suicide if they don't see you go through it right. We've all had the testimony, there are people who died in what I went through because everybody can't handle it. He'll never put more on you than you can bear. Did you hear that? He'll never put more. He put stuff on you so he can show other people that they can call, call glory be to God, uh, that you can handle it. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. Perhaps the only reason why I got talked about uh, the way that I got talked about, the, last, the reason why people lied on me, the way I had to begin to shift my suffering and understanding why I'm suffering. Uh, perhaps the reason why people lie on me, perhaps the reason, and it actually caused me to suffer. There are people uh, who left this church because of what other people said about me and this church there are people that won't step foot in this church because of what other people have said about me and this church and perhaps I'm doing that so I can show you how to say blessed are you when men shall revile you and speak all manner of evil against you for his name's sake for so did they the prophets of God because some of you gonna have cousins that talk about 
about you and brothers uh, that talk about you uh, and friends that separate from you and you don't need to be confused you don't have to try to figure out God what I'm doing wrong you can lift your hands and say blessed is me uh, when all men shall revile me and speak all manner maybe my suffering was for your sake so you can speak the word of God without fear See, a lot of people don't understand it, and there are ministers that get offended with it. They get offended with their flocks because of all the things that they suffer that their flock overlooks. It's like, why? They ain't sensitive, always pouring out, never getting pouring into. They never, I look out for everybody, nobody looks out for me. But you don't understand, as a preacher, you're a martyr. There's about to be a new crop of people that walk through this church. And with that is going to come a new assignment of suffering on my life simply because of what they're going to face later. There's some things I have. See, we get excited when somebody joins the church. Ooh, ooh, ooh. But they're going to face some stuff that they don't, if they don't see us suffer, they're going to quit. And so with that new face came a new assignment for you. Outside of you carrying Bibles and, and helping people till they see, you're going to have to suffer for their sake. God, I wish I could talk up in here to somebody that want a kingdom word from God. I need you to be confident in your bonds. Amen. There's a new crop coming. Y'all know that, right? There's a new influx coming, but with them are going to come a people that are quit if they don't see us go through what they're about to face with the joy of the Lord. No, now this ain't the season you survive. This is the season that you conquer. I'm going to say that again. I survived it. No, no. If you survived it, that means you drug your butt through it. No, 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 no. But this one is the one. See, if I suffer through it, you won't suffer in it. I'm trying to help you understand something. If you see me suffer through it, praising them, when you go through it, you won't suffer at all because you'll recognize the God that is Alpha and Omega will be the God that'll get you through the middle. I saw my pastor go through the same thing and come every week and preach. I saw my elder go through the same thing and serve faithfully. I saw my brother come every week with pain in their body. I shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. They're waxing confident for my boss. So I'm going to pray a kingdom prayer. God, I don't like this. God, I don't want this on me. But keep it in me long enough so they don't quit when they have to go through it themselves. Keep me in it long enough so they don't die in it because they see me live in it. Keep me in it long enough. See, we got That's kingdom prayer right there. That's a whole nother level of prayer. There has to be a culture of people that know how to speak in suffering before the, and understand your suffering is a prophetic uh, declaration of a person that's coming that needs to see you go through what they're about to go through with glory of the Lord on them.
There's stuff that'll hit you out of nowhere. God, why am I dealing with this? Because you got an assignment. You ain't even recognize your assignment because you're so caught up in the church. But it's Sally in the next cubicle. Sally in the, oh, <laughs> Sally in the next cubicle to you has literally been attacked by a spirit of suicide. Glory be to God. Because Sally now is in a relationship where she's been betrayed. Glory be to God. She's a God, why did it have to happen to my marriage? Why did it have to happen to, why did you come in? I was doing everything, but then come Sally, who you see that used to come in and speak to everybody, used to come in and bring folk donuts. Now Sally won't lift up her head and open her mouth because she found out that Dan is cheating on her. And you look at her and can tell she's getting sick, she's getting skinny, and death is all over her. And then you, now you understand. You can come to Sally and say, baby, I know what's happened, but I'm here to tell you that God is able to keep you in what you're going through. What if you went through it for the person that won't survive it? I need y'all to get this. We're assigned to transfer speech through circumstance. I'm going to say that again. We're assigned to transfer speech through circumstance that those who see us go through them might wax confident by our bonds and be more bold to speak the word without fear. When they were about to die, if they can say I shall live and not die, when I'm about to die, I'm going to say I shall live and not die. When I'm in a, when they were in a dry valley, if they can say, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall not fear. When I walk through the valley, I'm going to say the same thing. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. When I feel like, when they felt like God left him, they said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. When I feel like God has left me, I'm going to say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. When I, when they fell the Abandoned. They declared, though I make my bed in hell, God, you're there. When I feel like I'm going through hell, I'm going to say, though I make my bed in hell, yeah, you are there. I have waxed confident through your bond. I've learned a language through your suffering. See, we want to transfer the language in a church service. Blessing, highly favored. God is good and all the time good is God. I said that wrong. It don't mean nothing in this environment. You transfer it through fire. You transfer it through fire. Now watch this. Consistent speech in shifting circumstances produces singleness. I'm going back to singleness. I'm going to say that again. When my talk stays the same, though my circumstance is shifting, it guarantees I stay single in a shifting circumstance. Everybody find what I'm saying? Consistent speech in shifting circumstances produces singleness. I suffer so I can teach people a speech that can bring them into singleness. Because if I talk different, I feel different. If I talk tired, I feel tired. If I talk mad, I start acting mad. If I talk discouraged, I start acting discouraged. And what do I become? An individual that is individual. 
I lose my singleness through my speech. So I got to teach you how to keep the same speech in shifting circumstances. So God has to shift my circumstances and me maintain what I was saying before I entered into them. So now I graduate to operate in an identity of singleness that I can transfer. What if you're suffering for singles sake? What if you have a singles ministry? Can I say it this way? All of us got a singles ministry, even if we marry. How do you stay single and holy? Stop asking how do you stay single and holy? The, your words keep you confused because you don't know how to talk. As long as you keep on asking it, you act like the answer ain't already written. You act like you actually need an answer for that. Look after no one to lust after them. That's all you got to do. Hold the word. It won't be so hard to be single until you're found. Y'all know that, right? Because the, the kingdom of God is about attitude, not action. Jesus came to deliver us from the attitude so he wouldn't have to give us the law to stop the action. I tell you the truth, in the Old Testament, if you slept with a woman, you committed adultery. That's the action. But then he said, no, 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 I'm taking it a step further because everybody thinks the New Testament actually makes it easier when it actually makes it harder. In the Old Testament, you actually had to sleep with her. He said, but if you look at her and say, ooh, she this and she that, he said, you already slept with her. That's the attitude. And God said, the reason why I'm removing the law is because I'm delivering you from the attitude. Because why would I have to tell you not to sleep with a woman and you don't lust? The law is unnecessary. You got your answer. So stop lusting. And stop watching movies that watch you lust. If you're single, stop going to the Tyler Perry movies about marriage. Stop going to the Morris Chestnut movies when you know they're going to take off their shirt and you're going to be squinting in your seat. Why y'all looking like y'all know what I'm talking about? You know exactly what I'm talking about. Why Y'all just trying to act holy? Be sitting there at the TV like this. Simply act like I don't, I know. It's like, it ain't me, it ain't me. Oh, it's you. It's you. <laughs> Amen. So watch this. So look, y'all done made me lose my spot. Y'all, Lord, make, let the church be holy, Lord. Glory to his name. Now watch this. We're, we're assigned to transfer speech through circumstances that those who see us go through them might wax confident by our bonds and we become bold to speak the word without fear. What happens the day you can speak the word without fear? I'm pure and holy and I lust after no man and woman. When lust is trying to attack you, what happens when you can speak that? 
then you ain't got to worry about being individual within your individual. Your mind saying one thing when your body telling you to do another thing. Why? Because you saw a woman for 20 years, glory be to God, that was not married and everybody else got married and God finally sent a man to find her. And if God can do that for her after 20 years, and she just decreed the word of God. Amen? So, so now, where there is singleness, why is singleness is so important? I can say, let there be out of a let us existence. I'm all one person. Whether in the fire or, in, or not in the fire, I'm the same person. Pocket full of money. You can't tell whether I got a pocket full of money or not. There's some folks you can tell when they ain't got no money. I mean, drag in the church. Weeks ago, you was. That action is proof that you're not the same person. And so you needed that surf suffering to help you enter into. People shouldn't know what's happening in your life. Because we're the same. We have a rejoicing in a hope that can't be seen. If what I'm rejoicing in can't be seen, what I see can't take it from me. And that's where God is trying to get us. Because then we can start saying, let there be. Out of a let us existence. We're the same person all the time. Come on, how much would your spouse appreciate you being the same all the time? How much would your children how much was your children? Mama, could you pass me that orange juice? Get up and get the orange juice yourself, boy. You so lazy. No, Mama, all I ask. Why y'all laughing? Because y'all know y'all do. There's days now. <laughs> There's days where, look, the kids are just look at, you, look at each other and say, don't mess with her. We just both did bad. Don't mess with her today. Not even joking, because sometimes you can joke her out of it, but not today. This ain't even one of the joker out of it days. Glory be to God. Am I telling the truth? So perhaps we need that for singleness sake. Maybe God is trying to work us back to an identity and give us something that would blow our minds if we could understand why, what he's doing. Amen? Philippians 1 and 28, and I'm closing. Man, it's just them days. You mess around and breathe too hard, you're going to get a whooping. <coughs> Don't do it today. Glory to his name. We are turning to single this long. <laughs> Singleness in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Philippians 1.28. And in nothing terrified. God, this is so powerful. Just read it. And in nothing terrified by your adversaries. 
which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of deliverance. Salvation means deliverance, and that not of God. What can't terrify you can't keep you. I'm going to say that again. If what is stressful can't stress you, it can't keep on attacking you. If what can anger you can't anger you, it can't keep on attacking you. If what can make you hopeless can't make you hopeless, it can't keep on attacking you. In other words, the fact that I'm still cool in what I'm going through is all the evidence I need to know I'm coming out of this. It, trouble don't last always. Weeping may endure for a night, but the joy of the Lord cometh in the morning. Because the same praise I had before you gave me that phone call is the same praise I had after that phone call. The same way I love God before you did what you did is the same way I love God after you did. The same personality I had before the fire started is the same person I had why the, the, do you understand that the spirit of offense is terrified right. when you don't get offended when you should do you understand that the spirit of anger is terrified when you don't get angry when you should? The spirit of stress and anxiety is terrified. You terrify your enemies in a place called peace. Do you understand your peace is the enemy's anxiety? Do you understand his heart drops every time somebody comes against you and you sit back and say, it is well with my soul? Do you understand that terrifies the enemy? And in nothing, he said nothing. Let nothing terrify you. Let nothing bring you into fear. Because if you enter into fear, you're going to enter into individuality. You ain't going to be one. There's going to be a time where you know you need to do it, but you're too scared to do it. Do you understand that people design their entire lives around their fears? There's certain things you won't experience just because your fear. Uh-uh, I ain't going because if I go then, it's going to be a whole bunch of people sitting down. And I'm about to walk up there by myself, so I'm just going to wait for you. Girl, hurry up. I just want to wait for you, but you really don't want to wait for them. You're just scared to go by yourself. And so you see what I'm saying? You design your whole life, and after a while, you subconsciously do everything out of the fear that you live in. There's some of you that are scared to operate in your gifts because you're scared to fail. Scared to step up and do things in the church because you're scared I'm going to mess up. And in nothing terrified by the enemy. By your, everybody say adversary. In other words, you're going to have more than one. What can't terrify you can't keep you. The fact that I'm not terrified by it is evidence that I shall be delivered from it. Because... What's the whole point of my suffering? Come on. Y'all got to follow me. What's the whole point of my suffering? Singleness. If I stay single in my suffering, then the suffering don't have to last any longer. Because I'm not terrified, I know it's going to stop. Because I'm single in it. I'm consistent in it. God is training you in consistency right now. In endurance. Come on, in steadfastness. Come on, in standing. Come on and focus. You know what happens every time you say yes to God and you make that commitment. All hell breaks loose, don't it? And what do you do? Go right back. Amen. That's the whole test. Can you stay single while you're suffering? There comes a point that what others call suffering, you don't suffer in. It really ain't suffering no more. When you really begin to understand what God is doing and how he anoints you through it. To bring us back to an identity called let there be. 
out of a letter's identity. Wouldn't it be beautiful to be mad and still be the same person you are right now? Wouldn't it be beautiful to be in a stressful situation and still be the same person you are right now? Wouldn't it be beautiful if you found out you had no money in the bank but you could still maintain? Because guess what? You changing continents ain't going to change the money. Y'all know that, right? Amen. Wouldn't it be beautiful to be able to be one person at all times? That's what Jesus was. He was beautiful. He was beautiful to behold. Almost to the point where men were offended with him. How in the world are you going to sleep during a storm? Because I'm the same person. All the time. Look, they're about to throw you over the cliff and you're going to walk between them and just walk away. Because I'm the same person all the time. You come to a man's tomb that's been dead for four, four days. They roll the stone away. That man's stinking and is rotten. And the first thing you do is lift your hands and give God praise. Because he's the same. Father, I thank you. Because he's the same person all the time. You're hanging on a cross. Because you've been falsely accused, whooped and dragged from judgment to judgment hall to judgment hall all night long, disregarded and disrespected, and you're the king, and you're treated like a common criminal. And they take nails and run them through the veins in your arm, ripping the veins in your arm and nailing you on each side, ripping your feet. You're now hanging with no shade in sun that's beaming at anywhere between 115 to 125 degrees with open wounds cooking you suffocating in the blood of your own lungs. You're at the point of death and somebody's asking you to bless them. You got a man that got enough nerve to say, Father, when you enter into your kingdom, but because I'm the same person, God, even when I'm suffering, even when I'm going through today, you will be with me in paradise because nothing around me can change who I, I'm single. That's what God brings us into. That's what God is working us through single. Can you imagine that? Come on, it's been a hard day. We've been in revival. We've been praying. Folks been getting delivered. You tired. Your children are fighting. Uh, you know, your job is pulling. You are tired. And somebody calls you at 1.30 in the morning because they are stressing again over the thing you already gave them a word for. What do we do? Do we say, nah, you, I didn't gave you everything. I'm tired and I need to rest. Or are we the same person we are during church service? Can I help you understand that I need help right there. That's something I, I'm still trying to obtain that which I've been apprehended of. Not that I have been perfected, but I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling. I want to be the same person all the time. Sometimes we don't consider when things are happening. How many of us, if we'd have been Jesus, would have been like, man, my, you ain't even going to let me die in peace. You see me over here hurting? Right? But the cross can't change me. I'm single. You know what the blessing was? Jesus died first. 
I know that right. There was a thief that said, when you, when you enter into paradise, when you turn to your kingdom, remember me. Jesus looked back at him and said, today you'll be with me in paradise and made sure he died first because I'm going to show you how to die. God, I'm going to show you how to, and I'm sure at that, after that, that thief just took Couldn't nothing shift him because he saw his master die. He said, I can, I'm going to do it. See, so there's suffering that we got to go through so folks can go through it themselves. Father, I thank you. And I bless you right now. Everybody standing to your feet. I believe that there is a measure of the power of creation that's being released in your life right now. 